Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 61, featuring a review of The Unholy, which is a new horror film that kind of quietly was released a couple of weeks ago. Uh, We did see it during our movie theater extravaganza that we mentioned last week, and we figured we would finally do the review on it this week. Uh, We're kind of a little bit of a week behind, um, depending on when Philip posts this episode. It could still come out this week, um, but it might be next week. Anyway, I am one half of your hosting duo, JP, podcasting out of southwestern Pennsylvania, and it is April 18th, 2021, at the time of recording this show. I'm joined, as always, by the one true co-host, Carly how are you what's going on yes i am the other half welcome everybody um yeah not much is going on it is 1 a.m right now because well we like to put off pods and because we put off pods we suffer the consequences of having to do the pod late at night at 1 a.m but we are here and i you know wanted to get this done so here we are um I'm doing all right though. I uh, went bowling today. I have been trying to watch mainly just O5 moves. In fact, that's pretty much all I have to talk about for this episode. I feel like I've watched pretty much all the main good ones besides a few foreign ones. So I'm to the point where I'm kind of over it and don't feel like watching uh, the monster from the Blue Lagoon's dick. Um, I just, like, it's just getting, it's, it's annoying. I'll go to look for an 05 move, and I'm like, I don't even know what to watch at this point. But I guess that's a good thing. I feel like I'm prepared and everything. But, so, been watching those. I haven't been watching a ton, though. I feel like I keep skipping days, and mainly because of work and just being tired. And some days I just don't feel like watching a move. But that is okay. Yeah, my uh, totals are way down this year compared to the last couple years. Um, as of right now, I'm at 137, um, quarter way through. Um, what did I hit last year? Do you remember? Uh, no, I don't remember. 541, so quarter way through. So if you took, you know, 137 times 4 that would be what like it would probably be around like 500 huh probably yeah so i mean i'm not 548 548 that's actually more (laughs) yeah (laughs) how you said 137 times four yeah right it's it's april which is the fourth month wait no it's Four, eight, ten, eleven, twelve. Wait. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, I'm, we're one third of the way through. Yeah. Okay, I was about to say. Wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Um. Yeah. So, uh, definitely under then. So, mm. one thirty-seven times three would be what? got rid of my calculator i didn't know i was going to be never prepared i did 411 dude okay so i would be under uh, over 100 under um which is okay by me this year i i I think i kind of overdid it the last couple years so i've really been slowing down significantly this year um just not really been in the like mood all the time to watch movies Mm. um i just do what i have to do for the podcasts and then um obviously like doing the 05 movies has been uh something that i've been doing but at the end of the day it's it's kind of just not really something that i feel like i'm doing and and you know we watch movies for fun primarily i mean we watch them for podcasts which is also for fun but um i've i've noticed that whenever i have like serious life issues going on i just like don't feel like watching movies at all it's like and it's sad to say that because 
movies were actually the thing that I would escape to whenever life was going wrong. Yeah. So the only thing that I could kind of chalk that up to is just that I've overdone it over the past couple of years to where it's no longer an escape. And that scares me a little bit because it was always the thing that I gravitated to. So I, I, I'm afraid to kind of lose that. And I think that maybe if I kind of slowed down a little bit, it might reinvigorate that, that type of drive to watch movies whenever I'm bummed out about other things. Um, so I'm not sure, you know, but it's this year I, I've slowed down a lot. I, I'm pretty happy and content with with what I'm the amount that I'm watching right now. I could even probably slow down a little bit more. I think this yeah. summer for break on 22 shots because uh, we actually canceled this week's show because of some stuff I had going on, and we only have one more show before we go on break uh, till September. So our last show is May 7th which will be the 2005 show mm. and then we will go on break uh till i believe september is usually when we come back so i think during that break i think i'm going to just sort of chill out and not really watch that much um yeah. try to do other things which will be like kind of a first i mean i think my numbers were really so high last year partially because of the uh pandemic you know i'd say like right around march you know i just started going like absolutely crazy with watching movies last year march april were all really big months i mean there's there's months where i was watching uh two films a day pretty much um you know I, i hit over 60 on multiple um months last year so that was you know pretty crazy that to to hit those numbers but i don't know what what is your reason that you're kind of burnt out on movies well you see buddy at the start of the year i guess i got kind of cocky i was like it's a fresh year and i'm gonna watch a bunch of movies for fun and i was just enjoying myself too much i think and i kept watching them and watching like i was really excited i would go home and watch them and part honestly like part of it is during the winter it's like depressing out to me i hate bad weather i hate when it's cold i hate when it's like hard to drive and you can't really go anywhere and do anything so that's what my prime time for watching moves and uh i was enjoying that i would just come home and relax and not do anything after work and just put in a movie and i was like really excited another thing is i feel like i have i keep buying so many films but i look at my stack right now and i feel like a lot of it is more serious or just downer type movies and i would rather watch fun movies right now but it's like they all, I just seem like every film that I have in my collection on my two watch stack seems like it's going to be dreary and bleak and depressing. And so I don't feel like watching those. So I'm kind of to the point where I'm just kind of watching everything for the 05 show, like I said. And then after that, I guess I'll get back into the movies I have. Then, you know, the summer series is coming up too for Duncan's show. So I'll be probably prepping early for that as well. But. Yeah, I don't know. I was going really hard at the beginning, and I thought, like, I'm already, like, beating my record, but I'm only at 122 at this point, so I feel like I probably will slow back down and be, you know, on par with how I was in past years. But I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, It's fine to take a break, I think, sometimes, as long as you watch what you have to watch for your commitments and whatnot, so... Yeah, um, I totally forgot about the summer series. Um, yeah, so we'll probably be, I'll probably be doing that over the summer. But um, even then, it's still not like in an overabundance of movies that you have to watch for that show. So yeah. it won't be too bad. Plus, I won't have 22 shots during then. Um, 2005, I'm kind of getting closer to being done. Um, I fell a little bit behind these past two weeks just because I've been like, 
dealing with some stuff, but um, I did get a couple in, um, and I think right now I'm at around 54, so I have 21 movies to watch to actually beat Jeremy in the bet, um, and we have, you know, uh, about uh, half a, a little over half a month, I think, until that show, so I should be okay um, mm-hmm. to actually win that right but if you don't it is not a big deal yeah we have about 19 days left so have 21 movies in 19 days i I think i should be okay because i don't have to really watch anything else during that time of course this next weekend we'll be going to the drive-in uh which will be pretty fun um, hopefully yeah. so that that will cut that will basically take up two days <laughs> yeah of my watching so I should probably try to watch a, a few more this week so I'm like a little ahead but either way usually like the final week of prep I can I can honestly knock out like 14 movies right there probably um, mm-hmm. doing like two a day um, but yeah it's uh, been it's been weird with the 05 show because, um, the prep rather, because at first I was like, really liked it because it was just like, you know, we hadn't done movies of that, that modern of an era in a very long time. Like if you don't count our, you know, end of the year shows, uh, we haven't done, you know, post nineties since, 2002 which was like the second it was like the third show we ever did like retro year yep so at first it was really fun to sort of watch these more modern type movies but after you get into it a little bit it's kind of like very bland of a of a year and and we'll talk about that on the 05 show but um a couple of guys really hate the year i'm kind of just think it's mediocre I think back, I actually think I had more fun prepping for 91, um, after watching, you know, over 50 of these movies. <laughs> I don't uh-huh. know how you feel. I know you like I mean, more. Yeah, I was having, I was having a fun time. I, I've mentioned it multiple times on this show that I think the nostalgia factor really helped, um, a lot of these movies. I grew up watching and watched them as they came out, uh, you know, House of Wax, um, Whatchamacallit's, whatchamacallit's, I just forgot every 05 move, uh, White, no- White Noise, um, Hide and Seek, uh, freaking Red Eye, like, a lot of the, the boogeyman, like, even the bad ones, the Fog remake, like, I remember watching these when I was, um, you know, well, I would have been eight in 2005, so, uh, there was a lot of nostalgia, um, that doesn't mean the, that they're necessarily good, but it was just kind of fun to go down memory lane and realized there was a lot of movies from the year that uh i did watch when i was young um but i'm kind of like i said i'm kind of to the point where i'm just like i don't even know what to look for you go on tubi pretty much every film left on there that i haven't watched is you just know it's going to be horrible so i'm like i don't feel like wasting my time at this point mm-hmm. and then uh you know there's a few other ones that were recommended by you or the guys or whatever that i still have to check out but other than that i feel like i've seen pretty much anything that i necessarily have to and yeah i find doing these like shows i always think like i'll look up a move and i'm like oh man that's from oh four why can't we be on oh four and I, I just start thinking like year by the way yeah, and it's but it's like funny because I'll look at these other years and think like, man, that year looks better. But it's really just because you get to the point where you watch so many from this year that you're out of moves and you just wanna be in a different year. So um, yeah, yeah, but um, I was having yeah, fun I was first. like, look, we were we were discussing like movies from the '80s on a recent mm-hmm. 22 shots and. I was just like, man, like 88 would be so fun or like, uh, even, even like 79 would be really fun. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm sort of hoping for next time. Something like that. Just cause just to get back in that territory a little bit, you know, it's like, it's weird. Like when we hadn't done a two thousands for a long time, I really wanted to do that. And I didn't want to do another seventies or eighties. 
when we were doing like 70s every other year i was like didn't want to do a 70s at all same thing with the 80s like even though i loved the 80s like doing 82 86 and 85 i was like man i just i want to do a 90s or something so it really is just like every time you get a year like towards the end of it you want don't want to do anything from that era again for a while right yeah but um Overall, I mean, there, there's there's definitely enough movies to make a solid top ten list. Like I'm, ha- I'll be happy with my top ten list. But um, there wasn't really a lot of movies that I, I saw that were like gems. Like not even gems, but like a lot of the films that I had never seen, I watched, and I just thought they were like okay or like good. But nothing nothing that I hadn't seen before um, was really great. Besides like a couple. Um, which is never what you kind of want. Like when I was watching movies for like 82 or something, there was a bunch that I hadn't seen that I thought were really good. Um, but at the same time, like usually when I go into these, to these things, like I have a rough outline of what my list will look like. And then it pretty much ends up being the same. I think one of the years, I think like a year, like 72, I had no idea what's going to be on my list. And then it was like a lot of surprises because I just hadn't seen a lot of those films. Um, but yeah, so uh, I guess you want to get into some what we watched? Yes. All right. Shall I go first or shall you go first? Um, I believe I don't remember who goes first, but if you would if you would like, you shall go first. Okay, I have a good bit here, so I'll be, I'll be alone. No! <laughs> uh, so, uh, that, I watched The Ring 2 for Survive 05. Um, man, that movie is, like, highly disappointing. Because mm-hmm. The Ring is, you know, the two, 2002 Ring. Actually, I think it was, like, my number three of 2002. And, and would have been my number two or number one i can't remember had frailty not been changed because i think frailty counts as 01 now but frailty was my number one for 02 so i think the ring the ring would have been like my number one i i think the original remake ring it's so weird saying that original remake the original american one uh was such a good movie and the ring too is like they try to like continue the story and they try to you know basically bring the crew back together and make it you know a a sequel but it's just like they it didn't feel like they had much to work with it's like all the mythology they add to the story isn't nearly as effective or creepy as the is the first film and like one of my favorite parts about the first one uh i keep saying the first one but i i'm clearly talking about the american ring and not ringu is that the investigation portion like when um naomi watts is like trying to figure out the mystery of the of samara and stuff that stuff is all really interesting and and scary but in like the ring too like all the stuff she's finding out just makes it like less scary for some reason and i really didn't care about like the drama of her like losing the sun and stuff like that it reminded me of um uh west craven's new nightmare oh yeah and i just never and and even child's play a little bit and i just i don't know i was just like it it was disappointing i still gave it like a six but uh definitely not a good sequel in my opinion and those cgi deer come on (laughs) yeah i mean they do a lot of like cgi samora too and a Mm -hmm. lot of parts in that movie um then i watched the roost from 2005 uh this is ty west directorial debut um I believe this film either premiered on Showtime or it was like produced by Showtime or something because the DVD is a Showtime DVD, which is weird. Um, But it opens up with like a sort of like a um, horror host, like telling a story of of this, the roost. And then it it cuts into the the movie. So you're like watching a a movie in a movie almost. but it's like the whole story is just that like it almost feels like it should be like an anthology or something but it's not uh basically these these people get stranded at like this this abandoned farmhouse type thing and and there's like a bunch of bats and and zombies it's like a zombie film but um 
the cool thing about it is like the atmosphere it's like a pretty like serious horror film it's like not overly cheesy or anything uh it feels really low budget but it's it's very charming in its style and i really like it i think that it's like kind of a basic movie but it works for what it is uh, i gave that one like a seven seven and a half probably a seven but yeah that that's a pretty fun movie i don't know if you've ever seen that one no i didn't watch that one yet um and then we have pterodactyl from 2005 uh this is a like a sci-fi type movie about killer pterodactyls <laughs> um basically like there's a volcano or something that um erupts or something this like prehistoric egg falls out and births these pterodactyls and then there's these people um like documenting the the cave or, or not a cave i don't remember it's like a volcano or something um and they basically have to survive these pterodactyls it's like all cg and stuff like that primarily um it's it tries to be good but it's not really good um i gave it like a three three and a half out of five um it was semi-entertaining um and then uh there's a slew of films that i watched for 22 shots here we have return of the living dead 1985 um that show will be out it's the return of living dead franchise that show will be out probably next week um we got a little delayed on that one um but yeah return of living dead all-time classic one of my favorite movies me and dave pretty much geek out over it for like an hour um just just phenomenal absolutely love it obvious 10 out of 10 um return of living dead part two uh a very very solid follow-up um it's definitely more cheesy and comedic than the first one but i still think it's a lot of fun um and yeah i, I really dig that one too uh return of the living dead 3 from 1993 um this is like more of like a completely different story but it still kind of works it's uh sort of a romance horror film i i've I always when i was younger i thought it was like kind of weak but i would rent it all the time and as an adult like i pretty much love it and every time i watch it i like it a little bit more um it's just a really fun movie um it's uh yeah i mean it's 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 a good return living dead film um good gore in there too and and uh the lead is like absolutely smoking to love her um then we have the two sequels from 2005 um the directed tv sequels we have return of the living dead necropolis and return of the living dead rave to the grave um i actually didn't think these were as bad as like i had heard until we started talking about them and like dave pretty much hated them uh but i he they definitely he definitely like lowered my ratings on them um they're both they're both bad movies and they're 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 really bad sequels too but um I think if I watched them on Sci-Fi Channel, I would have been like, "Man, that wasn't bad," you know. But in different contexts, they're they're pretty crappy. <laughs> um, and then I watched More Brains from 2011. Uh, this is the documentary on Return of the Living Dead, and it's a really good documentary. Um, it's so fun seeing everybody talk about the movie. They get like everybody in there to talk about it, and you can tell they all had a lot of fun making it. And the stories behind the movie are really really cool and i kind of forgot but there was like a lawsuit between um john russo who we've met and george romero who we've met um yeah. over the rights to the to the night of the living dead you know this is kind of like a almost like a sequel type thing but not really um and they it was funny because john russo talks about it and he said they basically just let um lawyers handle it and him and george ended up being able to remain complete friends it's like they kind of didn't even want involved in in the legal battle which was really cool mm. but uh yeah it's a great documentary it's like a eight and a half out of ten uh then i watched reincarnation for survive 05 and this one is a uh one of the eight films to die for from the first run uh back in like 2006 i think that happened 
and it is uh, sort of an interesting movie. It's like a ghost story type thing, but in in a weird way, uh, dealing with reincarnation and stuff like that. I thought it was kind of interesting, um, and it tries to be really scary, but I just felt like it was never really scary um, for like a lot of the like Asian ghost stories that you see. It tries to kind of do the. Mo- I, I found out, you know, especially in 05, like movies try to be scary but like fail a lot of the times i've noticed um and i think that the what saves this one is like its unique little story but i just didn't find it very scary so uh, i just gave it like a six and a half out of ten did you watch that one yeah i think i think i gave it like a seven but i I kind of i agree with what you said about it yeah um and then i watched (laughs) Uh, watched Feast from 2005 and this movie is just such a blast dude uh, I hadn't seen it in a really long time but this was one of those films that was part of um, Project Greenlight which was a basically a reality TV series um, where they were try where they were trying to make movies and this was the winner of the first season so uh, this it was like I think it was done by the Weinsteins and like the winner was supposed to get a full theatrical like wide release for the film and i never watched project Greenlight, but i heard that first season was really really good um because they were essentially making feast on a reality show um Mm -hmm. and then uh, apparently like when it actually they won like they it just got like a limited release and stuff like that it did well though because it did get two sequels like right back to back um, which aren't nearly as good, but are still kind of fun. Uh, the cast is really fun in this one. Um, you actually got Clue Gilliger in there, who uh, the son of him actually directed the movie, I believe. And um, is it John Gilliger? I don't even remember. But obviously, Clue was in Return of the Living Dead. Um, and uh, I think he played uh, Bert, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and yeah, uh, Feast is like a siege film where it has like, you know, um, these, yeah, John Gilliger directed it. Um, wow. There's so many producers on here. Ben Affleck, Bob Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein, Matt Damon, Wes Craven, Chris Moore. Dude, there's like 30 producers. (laughs) Uh, but anyway, it's like a siege narrative there's these creatures outside there it's like in a rundown bar um almost reminds you of like from dust till dawn or something like that but it's kind of a it's like kind of ch- tongue-in-cheek there's they break the fourth wall and stuff like that with the opening title cards which are really fun um it, it's honestly and, and mostly practical effects if not all i can't really remember but really fun monster movie did you watch that one um yes i watched that one i forgot that i watched that one early on but i've seen it before too and i think it's fun yeah i gave that like an 8 8.5 not sure yet um and then i watched hard candy from 2005 uh this one was uh really good um i'd heard this one was good for a really long time um starring elliot page um formerly known as ellen page um and what was it is it tom wilson who's in it patrick wilson buddy. patrick wilson tom wilson <laughs> is a hockey player <laughs> oh. <laughs> um but the uh it's basically about a teenage girl who um is like hunting a pedophile and she gets picked up by him and goes over to his house and basically like ties him up and stuff um but you don't know that at first. I kind of... I mean, that's part of the story. That's, like, part of the <laughs> synopsis. But, like, I didn't know, yeah. like, that that was going to happen necessarily. Uh, like, at first I was just like, man, this girl's dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I really liked, like, where it went. And it actually has a little bit of balls. And I really love the ending. Um, and there's some stuff in the film that's, like, not fully explained. That kind of leaves you wondering but I think it's like in a good way. So I think that it's a, a really well done movie. I, I'm at like a nine on that one. It's really solid, but 
is it a horror film? That's kind of the debate with that one. Um, right. For lists. Uh, then I watched The Skeleton Key, 2005. Um, I'd never seen this one before. I actually thought this was one of the better of the, like, mainstream, like, haunting-type movie things, like, ghost-type thing. Um, you know, a lot of these movies kind of feel the same that came out around this time, like Hide and Seek, White Noise, Skeleton Key. I actually used to get all those movies confused. (laughs) Um, but it, it actually, like... I thought it was pretty well done, and I like the setting and stuff like that. It's kind of creepy. I thought it was pretty I good. Like it. Uh, yeah, I gave that I like one like a, a seven, seven and a half. Not sure. Um, and then I watched Boo from 2005. Now this is one that I swear I heard people say was good for like the longest time, set in a uh, abandoned hospital. But I just thought it was kind of crappy, dude. Yeah, I told. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, it was like just a a very generic type movie. It was like they try really hard to scare. That's what I was talking about too, with like them trying to scare, and it's just it just never works. It's just like I I just really didn't enjoy watching that one. Uh, I gave it a four out of (laughs) ten. Um, and then I watched Symphony for Lady Vengeance, also known as Lady Vengeance. Um, which is part one, I believe, or no, part two in the Vengeance trilogy. The first one was Symphony for Mr. Vengeance in 2002, um, which I believe was like number 11 or 12 on my uh, 2002 list, but I left it off the list because I didn't consider it horror. I've loosened up on like what I consider horror since then, and I, I think revenge films kind of fit the mold a little bit. Uh, but yeah, this movie is really good too. Um, it basically follows a woman who is incarcerated for like 14 years in, in jail. Um, but it's like a weird, um, Japanese or South Korean jail where it's like, it doesn't look like a jail, like how our jails look. (laughs) Um, it's like basically just a room with a bunch of women in it. Um, and she is, she's trying to get, she was convicted of killing a like five year old, uh, little boy like smothering them or something like that and uh the whole time you're kind of wondering like what's going on and she's when she gets out of prison she's going on a revenge kick for something and the story kind of unfolds and you learn more uh it's it's if there's one like problem that i have with it it's kind of a little hard to follow because it jumps forward and backward in time like throughout the entire movie and there's a ton of characters that she meets in like in prison and then outside of prison so it's hard for me to tell who is who and i'm really bad with you know foreign names so like it's and and also just like foreign looks you know it's i don't want to be racist you know what i mean i'm not saying that all south (laughs) korean people look the same but um body when when everybody has black hair it's kind of hard for me to like tell people apart when there are so many people on screen and stuff like that you know um so it, it it's it's a little hard to follow in terms of like who's who and like who's was did this earlier in the film and stuff like that um at the end of the day it really doesn't necessarily matter um by the time you get to the end of the movie uh i think that rewatches would definitely help this film uh, but even with that said, I still thought it was like a really solid revenge film and there's even some like dark comedy in it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really dug it. I gave it an eight and a half out of 10 or an eight. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> you suck. Um, and then the last one that I watched here from 2005, how many do you have? This is the last one. Did you not just hear what I said? You said from 05 that insinuates you have more from not 05. No, this is this is it for the week. Um, it's the Brothers Grimm. Um, this is like labeled as like action, adventure, fantasy, horror, um, drama. Like it got like ton- it's like one you go on IMDb and it's listed under like every category. Uh, it's mm. basically follows these two brothers who are kind of like con artists who pretend to be like um, able to like, you know, the, like the like. How do I even explain it? Um, 
like there's like a a, a a witch ghost thing that they deal with but it turns out it's like all fake and they're shysters um but then they get like called upon a, a real incident and they kind of bumble their way through it and stuff like that it, it's got um matt damon i think and heath ledger as the leads as the two brothers which is kind of weird um yeah. also monica bellucci's in it um a couple of other familiar faces um but yeah it's like uh yeah they like perform exorcisms and um deal with like creatures and stuff but it's like all fake until they uh encounter a magical curse in a haunted forest and there's like if you know anything about like grim fairy tales it's kind of has all those thrown in there like um the uh little red riding hood and um i can't even think of other ones right now but you know like the the grim fairy hansel and gretel um but it has all those stuffed in there in different forms and ways and stuff like that and I, i thought that was cool and it was fun seeing the different fairy tales and stuff like that but i just feel like they didn't really do the film right um they didn't really have a good plan for this one and it it comes off it's so weird because it comes off very almost like family friendly at times but then it's it's like not at the same time like they actually a, a cat falls inside of a um a like a turbine like blade and just and i was like what um yeah it's like it's kind of weird man i don't know i i didn't i i thought it was like a cool idea but i just didn't feel like it was like executed the greatest it's pg-13 um and it's also two freaking hours so i was a little bummed with the runtime on that um i just gave it a six and that's it for me all right all right good job buddy my turn um, okay, so like I said, every movie I watched was from 05 recently, so I shall get into it. Uh, and the first one up, I have The Ghost of May Nock. Um, and this is an Asian horror flick. Uh, I think it's Japanese, I'm not too, not 100% sure, but uh, it's a supernatural film about this like newlywed um couple uh named mac and knock and uh they move into this house and then they start encountering this sort of spirit and um you know the spirit kind of gets a hold of the husband and uh the spirit basically wants the wife to uh you know solve do something to uh bring her peace and such um this movie was okay. It felt very low budget, and like, especially with like the actual ghost effects of Maynock, which I believe is uh, an actual alleged ghost. Um, well, I mean, I feel like Japanese people are big on their ghosts and stuff like that, but this is like a real story, legend, whatever you want to call it, and uh, they made it into this movie, and like I said, it feels low budget. Um, the effects on the ghost are kind of laughable and bad. Um, at first, it seems like okay, and then as the film kind of goes on, it gets a little. It, it just feels like it's dragging, and uh, it's not really that scary or anything like that. It almost feels a little more dramatic uh, between like the uh, newlywed couple and stuff. And uh, yeah, I just thought it was kind of basic um not not the best um so I gave it like a five I think I gave it like a five and a half out of ten something like that then after that I watched the descent from 05 which I had to buy on dvd because for some reason the blu-ray I have is not like compatible with either of my players and uh, I have an xbox and a ps3 I don't have an actual blu-ray player but Whatever, so I bought it on DVD, uh, because I didn't want to rent it, and I do like the movie. Um, but The Descent, you know, about a group of girls who go on this journey, um, go on a descent of splunking, which is, I've said it before, I think it's the dumbest, uh, hobby in the world, but to each they own. Um, 
they go splunking and it's like sometime after the one girl suffers this horrible tragic events and while they are down there there are these monster things that uh start attacking them and it is a fight for survival um and I will say I really, really, really enjoy The Descent. I think it's very scary and uh, it's one that I can rewatch anytime. And it's just one that's become one of my favorites over the years. So uh, I'm definitely quite high on that move. Um, it, it's just creepy to me. I, I dig it. It gets under my skin and um, there's some stuff with heights that I think is very well done and scary. And just the whole concept freaks me out. So... I really dig that one. Um, I'm at like a 9 out of 10 on that. Then I watched Strange Circus. Um, and this was one that... This is a... No, is it? Is it a Scion Soto film? Whatever, yep. I think. Yes. Yep. Yes, this is uh, one of those films that uh, you kept pestering me, telling me I better watch because I shall be screwed at the end for not watching any of these subtitled moves. So I thought I better get on it. And I watched it, and uh, I liked it for the most part. Um, it's a pretty screwed up movie uh, about basically this woman's like writing this messed up story about um, this young girl and her mother, and it involves essentially incest and rapey stuff and uh, jealousy and all this weird stuff. And um, you're seeing like the events take place from the book and then you're kind of seeing the actual woman who's writing it and you're kind of like why the heck is she writing this story and then of course there's a big thing at the end that's sort of like this twist and uh the ending honestly the climax I wasn't a big fan of I thought it got a little bit almost goofy in a way but I did like the beginning stuff quite a bit so I'm at about a seven, I think, or seven and a half, somewhere around there on this film. Uh, definitely didn't like it as much as I see some other people enjoying it, but I still, I thought it was good. Um, it was definitely solid. And then I watched Alone in the Dark. Uh, I had bought this one on DVD recently just because it was a no five move and uh, I was bored. I had some downtime at work, so I went to the store and bought it, and uh, this movie is pretty shitty. Um, it's got Tara Reid in it, which I do not, I will never understand why she kept getting work. Um, I think she's just horrible, like one of the worst actresses I've ever seen in my life. Um, so she's in that and sucks, and the movie itself just sucks. I think it's, like, based off a video game or something. Uh, yeah, well, it's the, the... freaking directed by Uwe Boll, so... Right, of course. We hate Uwe Boll. Do you know who he is? Nope. He's kind of known for as making, like, completely trash movies. Um, but, and he's, like, he's kind of, like, a weird dude. He's German, and uh he um there's a story where like he basically boxed a critic um like this critic kept talking shit about all of his movies so he challenged him to a boxing fight but apparently like Uwe Boll is actually like a trained boxer <laughs> so so he like beat the piss out of this dude but like he he made like oh my god he made so many movies too uh, most of them are crap he's made like one or two good ones um, mm -hmm. he did Alone in the Dark Alone in the Dark Two Blood Rain which was uh, I believe another um, uh, video game movie um, mm -hmm. he did House of the Dead which was another video game movie uh, I was gonna ask you if that's the same dude that did that yeah, said, actually he did not do alone in the dark too um but yeah um he did stoic um he did uh black woods which sucked sactimony which sucked i've seen i think i own both of those yeah he i think it really his only uh great movie from what i hear and i've never even seen it is a movie called rampage but yeah yeah, I remember I bought, I think I bought House of the Dead on VHS, like, a few years ago, and you were telling me about, like, the director thinks he's the shit, but really he makes all these horrible films, and he, yeah. like, thinks he's better than he is. Yeah, and it's funny, I actually used to follow him on Letterboxd, because I found out he had a Letterboxd account, and... Yeah. 
he must have got either banned or deleted his account because it's gone but i used to love because he would review everything he watched but it would be like shit movie this movie is dog shit and stuff <laughs> like immature <laughs> yeah yeah it was like hilarious it's funny um but yeah alone in the dark is really not that good um and it's not even my taste of movie anyway it's like action horror and i can't stand that so uh bad effects and just not that great of acting not a great story um yeah i gave it like a three and a half out of ten um then after that i watched nori the curse uh this is an interesting sort of kind of found footage uh slash fake documentary style film and um you know it's about this guy who's kind of documenting these like disappearances and like going around and investigating these weird uh sort of goings-ons in different areas um and I thought it was really well made. Uh, I think to me it was a little disappointing because I just didn't find it to be all that scary. Um, it, it seemed like it would be really creepy at the beginning, and to me it just didn't really, it didn't really do it for me too much. But I did think it was quite well made, and I do like these found footage style films. So, you know, gets an A plus for me in that territory. But. Um, as far as creeping me out, uh, it was a little disappointing. So, I, I gave it like a seven and a half out of ten. And then after that, I watched an American Haunting. Um, again, of course, from '05. Uh, this is one that I kind of forgot was from '05, and um, I remember when this one came out. I did not see it at the time it came out, but I just remember seeing the trailer all the time and like it seeming like this big deal type of film, but. Uh, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just a basic, uh, generic haunting movie, uh, but it's actually set in the 1800s and apparently, allegedly, based on true events. At least that's what the movie says. I don't know if that's actually real or not. Um, I think it might be. I feel like that's what it was, like, marketed as back in the day, so, um, but... It's about, like, uh, you know, this family that was haunted back in, like, the 1820s or something like that. And I, I actually dug it. I like the period piece aspects of it. Um, the ghostly effects, again, weren't that great. I think that's kind of a common theme with 05 moves is uh, they try too hard with, like, CG and stuff like that. So wasn't that great, but there was a few creepy moments that I dug. And, um, uh, you know, Susie's... Sissy Spacek is actually in this film, which, watching her in this, I think, like, it would have been cool if, like, they had her play the mother in the Carrie remake. I feel like she would have fit the role really well with the way she looks now and her acting. That's kind of mm. what kind of went through in my head. But she was good, and it's interesting. She's also in The Ring, too, from this year. Um, but... Yeah, uh, I, I dug the movie. I know some people think it's a little boring and generic, but I... I I enjoyed it. It was surprising to me. Um, but I gave it a 7 out of 10. And then after that, I just watched this today, and that is The Dark Hours. Um, this was a movie I just kind of found on YouTube. Uh, just typed in 2005 horror movies on there to see if there was anything unique that I hadn't seen. And uh, this movie popped up. It's like a, I believe it's a Canadian horror psychological thriller film. Um, it's definitely more thriller, um, psychological thriller, rather, uh, about this girl who is a psychiatrist, but she's dealing with an inoperable, inoperable brain tumor uh, that has started to grow, and um, so she goes to this, uh, you know, sort of getaway with her, it's like a cabin they have, uh, she goes with her husband and her younger sister, and while she's there, uh, the sort of, this mental patient who was a, you know, um, previous patient of hers shows up and starts terrorizing her. And at the end, uh, there is kind of like a twist thing. Um, it was okay, I thought. Like I said, it's definitely more thriller than anything. And uh, I feel like it's a little bit weak in the story. Um, it's very basic. It's like nothing you really haven't seen before. But... It was okay. I gave that like a six and a half out of ten. So that is all of my moves. All right, cool. All right, so am uh, I boring you, buddy? 
No, sorry, it's just 2 a.m. <laughs> I see, I see. Um, so yeah, I guess the featured review for this week, uh, we did watch it last week, um, it or two weeks ago, I think, at this point. Yeah. Um, or was it last week? Uh, I think it was two weeks Yeah, ago. okay. So uh, it is the Unholy, which came out around Easter, I assume, right? Yeah, yeah, I think we went and saw it. Um, on, it was Good Friday when we went and saw this, so that was Easter weekend. Right, so uh, The Unholy is an American supernatural horror film. Um, oh, just a side note, we also went and seen uh, Ben Wheatley's new movie, which we will review on the next podcast. But Yes. Yeah, uh, so The Unholy is an American supernatural horror film uh, directed by Evan Spilatopoulos. Right. <laughs> um, so, which... Hip-hop anonymous. Has re- directed... Some stuff that I've... Know of. That's kind of... He has a weird filmography. Huh. He's, like, directed stuff for, like, Disney and things. Like, Lion King one and a half. Oh. That's random. Or wait, is that... Or is he a writer on there? I don't know. The freaking Wikipedia in their damn... Um... Way they lay stuff out. Mm -hmm. Um... Okay, so he was a writer primarily. Like, he wrote a lot of stuff. This is actually his directorial debut. So he was a writer on a lot of Disney stuff. Jungle Book. To, um... (laughs) Tarzan 2, Cinderella 3, like a lot of the sequels actually, which is funny. Um, Isn't that weird? It's like he probably just wanted to be a whore hair director. He was like, <laughs> I'm going to break out and finally do my my masterpiece. Yeah, like he wrote the Beauty and the Beast reboot, the live action one. Oh, yeah. And uh, like a bunch of Disney stuff. Kind of weird. But anyway, uh, this film uh, basically follows a journalist who is uh, kind of like a little bit of a shady journalist. But he happens upon this little area where uh, he believes there is a woman there that can communicate with the Virgin Mary and that they're performing miracles like, you know, healing the the sick and stuff like that um and it becomes this big fiasco where he's kind of doing the story and the um vatican comes down to declare if it's truly miracles or if it's um you know some kind of fake stuff um but the virgin mary that this woman is talking to might not be a true holy spirit and more of an unholy spirit right right yes so what did you think um i enjoyed the concept of it i thought it was creepy and uh like unsettling i do i i find i enjoy this religious sort of horror where um you know people kind of fall like can fall for something really easily because you know in front of them it seems like a good thing is happening but then it might not be what it seems I, I really dig that um so I did enjoy that um and I will say we when we watched this um it was the third film we saw um after you know Tom and Jerry and Godzilla versus Kong so I feel like I was kind of tired by the end, and this is kind of not the best movie to watch at the end of a movie-a-thon, but, because mm-hmm. it is kind of slow, and, um, stuff like that, uh, it's kind of, you know, bleak in its storytelling, but, like I said, I enjoyed the story, I think the biggest issue with the film, though, is the scares, uh, are pretty bad, you know, you have, like, this sort of, um, ghostly Mary character thing and it's just not that scary at all there was like maybe one jump scare that got me but other than that I felt like it was trying a little bit too hard and uh kind of took away from this 
like seriousness of the story, honestly. Like I feel like it would have been better without the scares almost. Um, so that was kind of the biggest like bummer of the film for me was um, the scares and like the look of Mary and stuff like that. But uh, like I said, I think the story had a lot of potential and uh, it, if done a little bit better, it would have been a great, great movie as opposed to just an okay film. Yeah, I think I like this one more than a lot of the people who've seen it. Um, I do agree with you that the scares were extremely weak and the look of Mary was like, it wasn't bad on the surface, but it, it, it needed reworked a little bit. You know what I mean? It, it, it wasn't super effective and, and I could see something like that working, just not that. Yeah. Yeah. Me um, too. in terms of actors in this one, the only person I recognized was William Sadler as father Hagen. Um, who mm. I love. I'm a huge William Sadler fan. Uh, I think he's great yeah, in horror too. too. Um, so he's in this. Uh, I think like what I liked about it most, what I thought was super neat, was just the story itself. I actually really like the story. There is like this little backstory with this like um, it's almost like a voodoo doll. Or it's like a it's some kind of like spell binding doll where it's like. It, it kind of like holds a spirit or something like that you know what i mean mm. is that what happened i think so yes. i can't really <laughs> my memory is a little busted on this one but yeah yeah and it's like the, this this has happened before essentially <clears throat> and it's uh there's like a doll and this all happens right at the beginning of the movie like literally the opening so um it, it has sort of the this 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 like spell binding doll that like kind of holds the spirit back uh this was actually a ghost house production um sam raimi uh produced this mm -hmm. which is uh pretty interesting um the last ghost house film i think i saw was ring or not rings grudge the new grudge which was not good um <laughs> but the the thing about like the story that i thought was so cool was it was taking this this religious figure of the virgin mary and it was essentially like an evil version of that and mm -hmm. i thought that was really cool i thought that it was really interesting to sort of take these miracles which of course is like amazing right like healing the blind and uh like the lead was deaf for forever for a long time and uh now she can hear all of a sudden and she's sort of um a conduit for this virgin mary and it's interesting to see sort of everybody it, it, it's it's twisted to see people be healed with these miracles but it's it's a dark force behind it so you know it's going to end bad mm -hmm. something about that was just really intriguing to me and i was actually a little surprised that i hadn't seen that happen before or, you know, it might have happened before, but I hadn't seen it happen before. So yeah. I thought that was really interesting. And I was really into the movie based on that. It's just, unfortunately, like when the scares were happening, they were really disappointing and, and non-effective. And I almost was like trying to forgive them. Like just after one would end, I would just like be like, ah, fuck that. And like move on because I was like really into like what was going on. <laughs> and I thought that there was obviously a little bit of jabs at at the church and stuff like that because um there's a point where um the journalist is starting to investigate and figure out that okay this might not be the virgin mary or like a holy spirit it might be an unholy spirit and the church kind of like doesn't want to you know accept that or they're trying to like turn the, a blind eye to it because they can't you know they can't stop now you know with all this traction and stuff because they're, they're essentially making it they're going to make this place like an official um holy place or, or so I, I forget like you know how there's like the big um like religious like places with like the cross like you know b b destinations for like religion like big important places this is going to kind of be one churches, of them buddy. no 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 not just like a church like i know buddy i'm joking do you know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They mentioned it in know. a movie. I just can't remember what they, they were or where they were, what they were called. Like, um, like I think they're going to put a big cross there or something or a big statue of Virgin Mary. I can't remember. 
Yeah. But it's it's cool to see this like phenomena take place where all these people are flocking there to be healed. And um, I felt like, you know, really, I really cared for the lead uh, girl, the girl who was hearing impaired at one point. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of feel bad that she's like essentially dealing with a false um, like prophet type thing. Not really a prophet, but, you know, something that's unholy. (laughs) And uh, I didn't really put two and two together that this was released on a religious like on or near religious holiday. Um, But it actually kind of made it even more interesting or like it, it was like perfect timing, you know. I didn't yeah. really think about that until after I watched it. Um, but yeah, I like re- I like horror. Like, the, it, I didn't think I did for the longest time, but I really like religious horror. I think it's very mm-hmm. interesting, and it's a um, it's a good combination. Like they go hand in hand together. To me, I think that they work really well, and they play off of each other very well. Obviously, the the most known, the best one is probably the exorcist that really has a lot of religion in it um but this one is kind of a little bit different well i guess not because like the the exorcist does have a lot to do with faith um but i think that like the the it's a really cool really really cool concept to tie those two things together and it's been done forever in horror and i thought it was i thought the story was really well done in this film i just thought that the everything else was like in terms of like the scares and and like the way the virgin mary looked was just really under par yes yeah i have come to like religious tour too uh like i really enjoyed saint maud i think that was you know another good example good one from this year yeah of it's like unique you know like the exorcist is one thing but like, when I say I like religious horror, I don't mean very generic exorcism movies or anything like that. Mm. Just, like, the ones where people think they're believing in something and they're doing stuff in the name of God. But it's, like, actually, you know, it could be something sinister or they're just in it for the wrong reasons. I think it's, like, a scary concept because I feel like it could actually happen. Um, so, yes, I, yeah, I enjoyed this film. Um you think and, it could actually happen? You mean that people can believe so deeply in something that they do? Yeah, like yeah. it turns bad. Yes. Yeah, that's it's scary. I, I like that. Um, but it's, also, like this year, I watched Exorcism of Emily Rose, and I really like that too. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's a good one for 2005. So yeah, I've been kind of uh, enjoying the religious horrors. In fact, after I watched Exorcism of Emily Rose, I, I went and watched uh dominion the prequel to the exorcist simply because i like really enjoyed the exorcism of emily rose but unfortunately dominion is not (laughs) on the same level um but yeah you have anything else on this one uh no i don't think so i don't think so all right well uh i guess that do you have letterbox reviews Yes, um, I will read this one. It is three and a half stars by Bert. Bert. Bert likes the movies Black Beauty, I Am Your Woman, and those are the movies he likes. Anyway, they said, super fun and blasphemous religious horror flick, full of jump scares, hokey CGI, and loud music cues. Pretty much your stock standard horror flick that we see so often come out of the American studios. It's a lot of fun, though, and waste no time in getting into things. I really appreciate that it didn't drag its heels ever. The pace was fantastic. Nice cinematography and locales, too. And the lead actress had the most beautiful hair. That's kind of weird. The only thing I would say I didn't like about it is that the Jeffrey Dean Morgan character should have been played by a woman. I don't like him, and I much prefer women lead... Okay, this got weird. Leading horror movies, sorry. Also, they missed a good opportunity to use Unholy by Miley Cyrus over the end credits. That's a great bop that would fit in with the film nicely. Overall, I dig it. Easy and entertaining. can't afford Miley Cyrus music. Come on. 
Yeah, I didn't realize that review took a turn for complete stupidity. My bad. Um, okay, then this dude, Ryan Danielle, gave it one and a half star. And they have The Notebook and Thunder Force is their movies. Okay, weird as well. Let's see, though. The first 15 minutes of this movie are really great and setup is very promising. Unfortunately, the movie pretty much stops at that point and remains motionless for about an hour until the climax of the movie. I think there is potential in some places, but it just feels like it's going in circles without any real direction, and the horror falls flat for a good portion of the movie because of it. I will say the cinematography was solid, and I gotta hand it to Jeffrey Dean Morgan as well. He definitely made the most with what he had. For those who don't know, that was the main character guy. That is me telling you all that. Alright, um... Yes, uh, should we get into our rates? I suppose, buddy. I suppose. Alright, so uh, I will give this film a 6.5 out of 10. I think I was at a 7 when I first seen it, but I came down a little bit. Yes, I um, I forget what I gave it, but I think I'm, I'm about right there with you. 6.5 to 7. I would probably give it a 6.5 as well. Um... On this one, I don't really see myself going back to it, but it did have a cool story. Alright, so with that said, I guess that is it for our review this week. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Um, Hopefully we're uh, kind of have a weird recording date. Um, We're going to try to do it in between the two-day drive-in extravaganza that we're going to, and then the show after. So next week we'll be um the uh into the what is it into the earth in the earth in the earth Earth by ben wheatley uh and then the week after that we'll do our recap of the uh april ghouls driving extravaganza so with that said i guess we'll see you guys next time yes goodbye